Dulce Alaves was a lot like most five-year-olds in 2019. She loved to laugh, giggle, play, and she loved the movie Frozen. Dulce was a kindergartner that year, and on September 16th, she walked off the bus with her eight-year-old aunt and met her mom at the bus stop. Dulce's mom, Noema, was waiting for her, as was her three-year-old little brother, Manuel. Noema, Dulce, Manuel, and Noema's little sister, who was just eight years old, all headed off to the park together. Once at Bridgeton Park, Dulce and Manuel jumped out of the car to go play. Noema and her sister stayed in the car, scratching off lottery tickets and working on homework. For the most part, Noema could watch Dulce and Manuel from the car. When she could no longer see them for a few minutes, she got out of the car to go check on them. But Dulce was nowhere to be found. Dulce Alaves hasn't been seen or heard from since. Where is little Dulce Alaves? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Where Are They podcast. Today's episode, we are revisiting a case we've covered before, the case of Dulce Alaves, a five-year-old girl missing from New Jersey. There have been some minor updates in the case, but really nothing that has really led investigators to figuring out where Dulce is. I also want to remind everyone that you can now leave us voice messages. I will have the link in the show notes for you to do just that. You can leave us a message with feedback, case suggestions, questions, anything you like, and those voice messages may be played on the podcast. If you do not wish yours to be played on the podcast, please say so in your message and we will definitely honor that. But we're really excited to be able to connect with our listeners in kind of this new different way. If you'd prefer to send case suggestions to my email, you can do that at canwefindthem at gmail.com or send me a message over on Instagram. I also want to welcome our newest Patreon member, Suzanne. Thank you so much for supporting our mission and our show. If anyone is interested in joining us and supporting us over on Patreon, that link will also be in the notes for you as well. And last but not least, Thank you so much to this episode's sponsor, Alder New York, a skincare line that I personally have been using and can't recommend them enough. We will hear more on them in a bit. Now let's dive into the story of Dulce Maria Alaves. Dulce was born April 25th, 2014 to Noema Alaves Perez. Noema herself was just a child, having Dulce when she was only 14 years old. Because of her young age, she shared custody of Dulce with her mother, who helped care for the child. Dulce's father did not believe that Dulce was his child, at least in the beginning, so he had nothing to do with Noema and Dulce. However, 
as time went on, he started to think that Dulce looked a lot like him, and he realized that the child was indeed probably his. He would ultimately end up being deported back to Mexico in 2018 as he was not a U.S. citizen. Noema ended up getting pregnant again when Dulce was just two years old. This time, she would have a little boy, Manuel. And again, her mother would help care for the children as Noema was still just a 16-year-old girl herself. In the fall of 2019, Dulce would start kindergarten. She was a bit of a shy child, but was beginning to get used to school and being away for the day. She also went to school with her aunt, her mother's eight-year-old little sister. So she wasn't alone and they would ride the bus together, which I'm sure certainly helped Dulce adjust. That summer, Noema had also learned that she was pregnant once more, now with her third child. And she was still very young, just 19 years old. Noema and the baby's father would rent a room at a nearby home, but the children were still staying with Noema's mother. And it's not really clear if they had any long-term plans to all be together or what the plans were regarding the children at all. On September 16th, Noema waited for the girls to get off the bus that day and then proceeded to take the three children to get some ice cream and then head over to Bridgeton City Park. On the way to the park, they stopped at a convenience store and bought some ice cream. All three children and Noema are seen on surveillance footage doing just that. Noema also bought some scratch-off lottery tickets, and then they all left the store together. They arrived at Bridgeton City Park, a large recreation area in the center of Bridgeton, New Jersey, and Dulce and Manuel jumped out of the car and ran over to the playground, which was about 30 yards away from where Noema had parked. Noema could still see the kids, and she and her little sister sat in the car and scratched off the lottery tickets. Noema would routinely look up and watch the kids on the playground. At one point, they did veer out of sight, and Noema believed they were on the swings. There was a small hill that blocked the view of the swings, but Noema could see the rest of the playground just fine. She waited a few minutes for them to come back in sight, and when they didn't, she decided to get out of the car and go check on them. Noema and her sister walked over to the swings where the kids were likely to be. Manuel was standing there, crying, with his ice cream on the ground. Noema thought he was crying because he had dropped his ice cream. She glanced around for Dulce, but didn't see her. She asked Manuel, where's your sister? And he pointed over to some buildings that were nearby. Buildings that were believed to be used for storage and maintenance for the park facility. Noema thought Dulce was probably hiding, playing hide-and-seek or some type of game with her or even Manuel, or maybe she had caused Manuel to drop his ice cream and she got scared when he started crying that she'd be in trouble. With Dulce being so shy, Noema just thought she was hiding from her. So she started looking. She looked all around the building, all around the playground, but found nothing. She called out for Dulce over and over, but heard only the noise of the kids playing basketball on the courts next to the playground. Noema approached the kids playing basketball, there were about 20 of them, and was mostly told that they didn't see anything. However, two girls, 
did say that while they didn't see Dulce, they did see a young black male hanging around by himself and a red minivan parked over by the building. Later on, reports would state that the man seen was actually Hispanic. Noema called her brother up at home and asked him to bring their dog to the park to help find Dulce. This dog was allegedly very protective, especially of the children. Noema had always taken the dog with them to the park, but the last time they did this, just a few days prior, someone was scared of the dog and asked her not to bring the dog back to the park. So on this day, September 16th, 2019, Noema did not bring the dog. So she called her brother asking him to walk the dog up to the park to see if he saw anyone or anything unusual along the way and to look for Dulce. But he also saw nothing. After searching for a bit, at 4.50 p.m., a panicked Noema called 911. Here is the 911 call that took place from Noema. 
They found the surveillance footage from the local convenience store, which confirmed Noema's story about stopping there for ice cream. If you are watching on YouTube, I'll overlay that surveillance footage so you can watch for yourself. Dulce is the little girl with black and white pants and a yellow t-shirt with an elephant on it. You can see them picking out their ice cream, checking out, and leaving the store with the mother. It was about 24 hours before an Amber Alert was issued, and that was because at first it didn't meet the criteria for an Amber Alert. Remember, certain things need to be met before an Amber Alert can be issued. And that is so the system isn't abused. If it becomes abused or commonplace, the public would just become desensitized to them. The criteria for an Amber Alert, according to the AmberAlert.OJP.gov website, is as follows. There is reasonable belief by law enforcement that an abduction has occurred. The law enforcement agency believes that the child is in imminent danger of serious bodily injury or death. There is enough descriptive information about the victim and the abduction for law enforcement to issue an Amber Alert to assist in the recovery of the child. The abduction is of a child aged 17 years or younger. The child's name and other critical data elements, including the child abduction flag, have been entered into the National Crime Information Center, the NCIC, system. So while I do understand the frustration in the delay for the Amber Alert, time is of course of the essence, but I also understand the point of view from law enforcement. There has to be criteria. But I do believe there is some room for improvement on this system, but that's probably a whole other podcast. Before we jump into the actual Amber Alert that would eventually happen and the investigation into Dulce's disappearance, let's have a quick word from today's sponsor, Alder, New York. It's so hard sometimes to find a skincare product that actually does what it advertises. And it's also healthy to our environment and most of all, ourselves. Alder, New York has an amazing line of top-notch, healthy skincare, vegan, products at affordable prices. Their products are designed to work for all skin types, no matter your age, gender, your ethnicity. One of my favorites, the Cleansing Body Bar, is made with 1% glycolic acid and sea kelp and won the Self-Healthy Beauty Awards in 2021. All other products are also vegan action certified and meet EWG, Environmental Working Group, safety standards. Clean luxury skincare doesn't have to break the bank. You don't have to be a celebrity to have access to the best either. Alder New York makes skincare products with dermatologist approved ingredients and plant powered actives starting at only $7.99. Alder is loved by the editors at Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, GQ, Men's Health, and more. Experience the products that Allure calls simple, sleek, and highly effective. Visit their website for more information and a full catalog of all their products. Our listeners can also use the code WHERE for 15% off your first order at AlderNewYork.com. That's Alder, A-L-D-E-R, New York.com and discount code WHERE, W-H-E-R-E. 
On September 17th, 2019, an official Amber Alert was issued for Dulce. They announced that a young Hispanic male was seen in the area along with a red minivan. Over 100 officers were involved in the search, bringing in search dogs and even helicopters. They even brought in drones that had infrared technology to check the wooded areas. The Bridgeton City Park is a large area consisting of 1,100 acres. The park itself has walking trails, ball fields, a splash pad, and even a zoo. And of course, a playground with an adjacent basketball court. It's a fairly open area, though, although there are surrounding wooded areas off each side, including a nearby river, the Cohansi River, and a lake. Sunset Lake. While Google Maps does show a lot of trees nearby, locals have said the park area itself is pretty open and it would be hard for somebody to hide. During the investigation, Dulce's father is tracked down and located in Mexico and police have ruled him out as a suspect. Noema's sister and mother, Dulce's grandmother, speak out, notably upset. In fact, Elena Alaves, the missing girl's aunt, said that it was almost as if the earth swallowed her up. Here's a clip from a media interview the family did regarding Dulce. Ayuda a nuestra familia, les suplico, por favor. Ustedes no saben. Mi nietecita, no sabemos cómo está. Les suplico, por favor. Les ruego que nos ayuden. Please, if you have any information, help us find our grand, my, my granddaughter. Do not be afraid of the police. We have not been able to eat nor sleep. You can't imagine what we are going through. We are very sad. Please help our family, I beg of you. That was a clip of Dulce's grandmother, Noema's mother, giving a speech to the media. She is noticeably upset and speaks only Spanish. However, every interview she did, especially in the early days, she was very upset and crying almost on every one. Now, for comparison, here is a clip of Noema speaking to the media around the same time. I, the work that the police and the prosecutor's office is doing as far as the investigation. Um, I think so, because... They can't, they can't really tell us much what they're doing. So you feel they're, they're doing what they can, but there's not a lot they can say. Yeah. Um, when's the last time they gave you an update? Year 30. Oh, so they're, they're pretty consistent, I guess, at least mm-hmm. staying in touch. What did they say yesterday? No, they were just telling us that they're not going to give up on the case. And they're going to keep finding, they're going to keep putting pieces together so they can find one that's to my daughter's experience. With, uh, with everything that's going on, 
your son Manny, how, how's he doing since all this has happened? Well, he's, he's so small, he doesn't, he noticed that my daughter's not here, but I see him playing around, but he has changed a lot since, since my daughter is not home here anymore. He, he has changed? In what way? He's being more aggressive with other kids. Um, he's not listening. Do you think that's just because of... His sister, huh? Yeah, because my daughter's not here with us anymore. He has changed a lot. He wasn't like that before. How would you describe your family as smooth and outlook right now? We're both we're sad and worried because my daughter's not here, so we push her these holidays with her. What else would you like to see, um, whether it's the police or the city of Bridgeton or anybody else do regarding all of this? I mean, what would you like to see happening that isn't happening? Well, I want more people to help us so we can find my daughter. Mm -hmm. And if they have information, to not be scared and talk so we could have her for Christmas here. Noema has been criticized for her calm and stoic attitude. Police begin to investigate the family, people known to the family, neighbors, anyone they can put in connection with Dulce in any way. They speak to Noema's current boyfriend and learn that he is not a U.S. citizen. He is then questioned by ICE and the town panics. It seems that Bridgeton has a large population of undocumented immigrants and the people of the town stopped talking. Law enforcement at one point had to come out and say they would look the other way regarding immigration status if someone had information on Dulce's whereabouts or what may have happened to her on September 16th. People also immediately began to judge Noema based on her past and, of course, how she is acting. While her family and her mother were almost inconsolable when speaking about Dulce, Noema is very stoic, very composed. In December of 2019, a few months after Dulce disappeared, Noema went on the Dr. Phil show. There are clips of the interview on YouTube, and I encourage you to check it out. Dr. Phil calls her out on her lack of emotions, and she tells him that's just how she is. Dr. Phil also points out that there is some animosity now in the family. For some reason, Noema's family was very angry and upset with Noema. It's a very interesting interview, and because of copyright issues, I can't play it here for you. But definitely check it out to see for yourself, and let me know what you think about Noema's demeanor. Dr. Phil would come out and say that he doesn't think Noema had anything nefarious to do with Dulce's disappearance, but he does think she knows more than she is saying. One interesting interview I came across with Noema makes me wonder if that might be true, or if there is something in Noema or her family's history that we don't know about. Take a listen to this clip from an interview Noema did with the media. Before we go, would you just again, to anybody that has information or that may be holding your daughter, speak to them directly and tell them how you're feeling. 
if they could return my daughter, she's just an innocent girl. She's just five years old. She doesn't know nothing, nothing of the world that we know, because we already, we are adults. She's just a little girl. She's innocent. She's just living her child, child life. She has nothing to do with uh, the problems we had in the past or people we have trouble Why her. Why does she have to pay the consequences? She's just a small girl. She doesn't even know nothing that's happening. And I know she wants to come back home because she doesn't, she doesn't like being far away from her family. I wonder what she means when she says Dulce had nothing to do with, quote, problems we had in the past or people we've had trouble with, end quote. Or is she just making a general statement? Another couple of months go by without much happening in the case, but that all changed in February of 2020. Anonymous letters started showing up at businesses in eastern Ohio. The first was a two-page letter sent to the Austintown, Ohio Library. The handwritten letter referenced Dulce, the investigation in New Jersey, and an episode of The Dr. Phil Show. However, police said the information in the letter was the sort anyone could find from a quick internet search, and it didn't reference specific locations in Ohio. A second would show up in the form of a postcard, which was sent addressed to the manager of a local Austintown casino. This handwritten note card matching the handwriting of the letter sent to the library said the police should search an exit off of nearby I-76 highway, specifically near a wooded area on a dead-end road. Police took the postcard seriously and did conduct a thorough search of that area, but nothing would be found. A third correspondence was sent to an ice cream shop in nearby Weathersfield, Ohio. It was actually a handwritten card once again. The owner of the ice cream shop said she found it weeks after the first two were sent because their store was closed for the season and she wasn't checking the mail regularly. She did turn the card into police. While the return address on the card is illegible, the zip code comes back to the town of Culiacan, Mexico. But investigators said they don't know if that's really the source of the card. The card didn't have a postmark on it, but investigators confirmed that it was delivered by a U.S. Postal Service letter carrier. The letter sent to the library had a Cleveland postmark, and Cleveland is about 70 miles from Austintown. Jackie Rodriguez, who had been acting as a spokesperson for Dulce's family, also received a letter postmarked from Cleveland, Ohio. This letter contained several slips of paper filled with scribbled phrases, but nothing specific about Dulce. She could make out words in the barely legible writing, including Alaska, Mexico, border, 1776, and Civil War. Other words included New England town and kids' homes orphanage. She had seen writings like this before, and they had been sent to her from a psychic, so she wonders if these also were coming from a psychic, or if it might have been somebody just playing games. The police have stated they will charge anyone with a crime if they are found sending these letters as a prank. 
no one has any idea if there is an actual real connection between Dulce and Cleveland, Ohio. And after receiving her letter, Jackie Rodriguez stepped down from being the family spokesperson. The rest of 2020 would pass with no new developments. People continued to look for Dulce, and law enforcement said it was always an active investigation. Some people continued to judge Noema publicly, which she has said has been very difficult for her. While some close to the investigation have said there were serious tensions between Noema and her family, there really isn't an official record to document this, so I'm not 100% sure how their relationship truly is. And Dulce's case, once again, went quiet in the media, at least until earlier this year. A man identifying himself as Dulce's father posted a video on YouTube that got people talking, including the media. He posted the video on what would be Dulce's seventh birthday, April 25th, 2021. It's a compilation of photos and video of Dulce with a man narrating. He states how much he misses his daughter and how he doesn't want the world to think he wasn't involved in Dulce's life. And I do want to note that law enforcement has confirmed the photos and videos of Dulce are indeed all of her. Take a listen to a part of that video. So this catapulted Dulce's case back into the media spotlight. And people took note of a couple of things, one of which will really stand out to me, which I'll get into more in a minute. First, the man in the video never shows his full body and face, although one could argue the focus of the video, of course, is on Dulce and for Dulce. Second, People have commented how Dulce looks older in some of the shots, taller and slimmer. I'm not 100% convinced on this one. She does look a little different in some of the photos, but she honestly could have been a little younger and the angles could be just a little different. 
But some people believe some of the shots show a girl older than five, hinting that some of these were taken after her abduction. Lastly, and the one tidbit about this video that I can't get out of my mind, is the fact that in some of these video shots, there is a red minivan in the background sitting in the driveway of the home. Coincidence? Sure, it could be. It's not like a red minivan is a rare vehicle, but it still does make me wonder. When Dulce went missing and an Amber Alert was issued, it was specifically stated they were looking for a young Hispanic male and a red minivan. A lot of people have believed someone close to the family was involved and that Noema might know more than she is saying. The sighting of the red minivan in the video is a little suspicious to me, unless it was determined that they had a red minivan early on and that particular vehicle was ruled out. However, nothing like that has been reported, so I guess we just don't know. So what are the theories in Little Dulce's disappearance? Theory number one, a stranger abduction in the park. Police believe this was very possibly a crime of opportunity. They have said if this is the case, their suspect is likely someone from the area and someone familiar with the park. And this is the theory that a lot of people believe as well. And I agree, it's very possible given the evidence that we have. But I do have some questions. In a large, busy park, no one saw anything more than what's been reported. There are no witnesses. And Dulce was said to be shy, not one to go off with strangers. Was she lured away? She probably wasn't attacked and grabbed as her ice cream was never found on the ground, in the trash, or anywhere at all nearby. Theory number two. Family abduction. Was this an inside job? And a scheme that Noema was involved in? Some have pointed out the fact that she did not bring the dog on that particular day. And then what did Noema mean when she said Dulce shouldn't have to pay for things we did? This theory might also explain the strained relationship between Noema and her family. Do they suspect something? Or do they know something? Theory number three, Dulce's father. He was allegedly in Mexico, but was it someone connected to him, someone he knew that took Dulce and somehow maybe got her to Mexico? Theory number four, did Dulce wander off and get lost? Maybe she somehow managed to walk away and not be seen. The scary part about that is there are some nearby bodies of water, lakes, rivers, and ponds. But it's a fairly populated area, and it seems weird that no one would have seen her or noticed her. Or did they? And they don't want to come forward. There have been very little clues and no physical evidence. Police have thought that there are more witnesses that saw something, but either haven't realized that they did, or they are afraid to come forward. A lot of the community believes that ICE actually ruined the investigation because of the large population of undocumented immigrants in that area. Judgment on Noema has been harsh, not only for her lack of emotions, but because she left her children, aged three and five, to go off on the playground alone while she sat in her car. 
And I do agree, in my opinion, that's way too young for kids to be by themselves. And it was stated that this wasn't just done on this particular day. This was a normal occurrence for Noema when she took the kids to the park. And I'm curious, do you think the Ohio letters were a hoax, a prank, or sent in by someone who knew something about what happened to Dulce? So what do you think happened to Dulce Maria Alaves? Dulce Maria Alaves was five years old when she was last seen on September 16th, 2019 in Bridgeport, New Jersey. She was about three foot five inches tall and weighed an estimated 60 pounds at the time she disappeared. She had dark hair, was wearing it up in a ponytail that day, and was wearing black and white pants with flowers and a yellow shirt with an elephant. The Hispanic male seen in the area is described as 30 to 35 years old, about five foot seven, with a slender build. He had a goatee and some acne or moles on his chin. He also wore a white t-shirt, blue jeans, and a white baseball hat. If you have any information regarding Dulce Alaves, please contact the Bridgeport Police Department at 856-451-0033 or the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, at 1-800-225-5324. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Dulce's story. Please share her name and her picture any way you can, and let's keep this girl's photo in the news. There has to be an answer out there. And there is hope that Dulce is still alive. Be sure to follow us on social media, as we will share updates as they come in on all of the cases we cover. If you are not subscribed to our podcast, please do. It does help our cases reach a wider audience. We will be back again next week with another unsolved missing persons case. And until then, stay safe and hug your loved ones. 